welcome back to another episode of the Giro podcast. I hope wherever you are, you're all well. Um, yeah, we've done a few podcasts this year, so encourage you to go back and have a listen to them. The last one uh, was great with Sven Tile of Hot Chili. Really good insight into sort of, you know, sort of being a founder and sort of pioneer of of uh, cycling sort of culture and groups in the UK. Um, really cool guy. Go, go definitely have a listen. Um, but enough of the past, on to the future. Uh, sat with good friend Nick Frendo. Hello. Afternoon. How are we doing? Yeah, right. Good. 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 Well, we did a podcast together nearly two years ago. Yeah. Uh, which is mad. So we've got lots to uh, catch up on, which we'll get into. Um, but essentially, before we kind of get in, get into that, I mean, basically, we'll probably set the scene for the listeners out there. Um, we next week, starting on Monday, is Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, which I'm sure you are well aware of. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, Nick uh, and his. Uh, sort of group that he's organized called Ascend, which is a phenomenal organization. Uh, Nick is really a mental health advocate and has been championing uh, mental health, um, especially using cycling as a vessel um, for a number of years now, which we'll kind of get into. But the, the Mental Health Awareness Week is, is essentially an annual event, uh, which is basically raising awareness of mental health and hopefully, um, you know, raising awareness of, you know, how we can all work together to achieve good mental health uh, for everybody. Uh, I mean, the last podcast we did, you, we did together, Nick, you were sharing some, you know, amazing, very sad and shocking statistics about the number of suicides uh, that we see in the UK each day. Uh, how it's the biggest killer uh, of men under forty? Is that correct? Yep. Um, you know, these are things that, you know, are really shameful in many ways because we have. Never before in our life have we got more access to things that we can communicate with, but yet for some reason communication is at an all-time low. And uh, you know the work that you're doing is amazing. Um, so maybe just go into a little bit more from your standpoint about what next week, the Mental Health Awareness Week, what that sort of means to you. So, so for me, um, one of the biggest problems. I mean, if I talk about my personal experiences um, as a 47-year-old man. Um, I guess I was kind of brought up um, to to appear to be a certain way. Yeah, um, being vulnerable was not something that yeah. you know you wanted to show. Um, so when you're struggling and you've got issues, the last thing you do was you know speak to anyone, yeah, friends, family, or th- these are my experiences. So for me, I, you know, I oh, I didn't know where to look, I didn't know where to turn, mm. didn't know how to talk to people. Um, and I wouldn't have known how to communicate with someone that wanted to talk with me either. Yeah. Um, and what that leads to is is just this sense of isolation and loneliness. Yeah. And actually, the, the theme of um, Mental Health Awareness Week, I'm going to say this week because that's when this will come out. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> it's loneliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's something that I've yeah. I've experienced. I've I've brought upon myself because I didn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I want to want to shout about next week, yeah. this week, whatever week. Yeah, so, um, so that's right. Yeah, you, you, raised, a very, you raised a very good point there, Nick. Uh, so this is coming out on Monday, uh, which is the beginning of Mental Health Awareness Week. So the Mental Health Awareness Week starts on the uh, May the 9th or May the 8th. Um, 9th to 16th. Yeah, 9th to 16th. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> 
It's amazing, you know, especially after the back of the last two years where we've kind of gone through like a lockdown. And you and I spoke after the initial lockdown, but we yeah. still had more to go through, which we didn't know at the time. That was, you know, what, August 2020, you and I last sat down and did a podcast. Yeah, like, no, I guess we thought that, um, not that it was all over, but yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I think we, we touched on it previously was, you know, that, that, first, that first lockdown. Yeah. Um, was everything was new to everyone. Yeah. And as someone who spent their life trying to isolate themselves, um, I can't be honest, I felt like a bit of a rock star. I, you know, I could deal with it. I was like, I've got yeah. this down. I yeah. know exactly how to deal with yeah. isolation. I mean, yeah. I didn't. Um, but I think what it, what it actually ended up doing was highlighting, you know, everyone was touched by it. Yeah. Um, we didn't have the... the um, the face-to-face communication that we, mm. we, we we're used to having. So mm. I think on some level in the last two years, mm. everyone would have been touched by this and everyone would be able to be, you know, would relate to it a lot better now yeah. than maybe prior to that. And it was interesting because I mean, if you sort of think back to it, I mean, we were... You know, you know, we spoke in August and, you know, I'm just thinking in relation to the cafe because obviously the first few months from that March, April of 2020, we had to shut for a couple of months and then everything was starting to kind of get back in and first it was takeaways and then by the time that you and I sat down, you know, you, we, people could sit in and it felt as though it was quote-unquote drawing to an end. But, you know, that first lockdown, there was an element of... It was very shocking. There was an element of, you know, yeah, you're right, this is new, we'll get through this. Um, also, the weather was great. Oh, so, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Fast forward to later that year, where the lockdown happened over Christmas, and, and that was, what, the end of December, early January through to, like, March time. Yeah. And it was a very strict lockdown in the coldest, darkest time of the year. And that was where it really hit home, I think, for a lot of people, and people who were maybe... Um, you know, susceptible to sort of loneliness who didn't have a strong group around them. That was just a real sort of punishing blow and, you know, not being able to see family and loved ones for Christmas, all of that. Um, And so, you know, I mean, thankfully some of the work that you've done and we're doing and paving the way for, um, I think really, you know, paid dividends during that time, you know, that a lot of people had felt they had to support. Um, And at least, even if it's a percentage of, you know, people were able to find the right uh, avenues to, talk through and discuss their their feelings of loneliness um and you know it, it seems like now more time than ever you know how important that is yeah and i think also you know i'm even i've learned a lot about myself in the last absolutely uh what 18 months yeah um and even every now and then when i, I kind of have a second to sit back and reflect you know i've had, I've had some really good times in this period and yeah. i've had some pretty horrific ones and yeah that included, I wasn't going to go here, but it included a uh, I'm going to struggle with this, but it, it, it included a phone call to Samaritans. Mm. Um, and I mean, the, there's a positive. There's a positive in there. I'd learned that I had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I went out for a ride one day, and I, I was re- in a really bad way. Yeah. And I just sat down and um, and I made a phone call. Yeah. And I think if I hadn't had the experiences that I had in the, the previous two or three years, yeah, I wouldn't have thought to make that call. 
Yeah. And I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Um, and that's probably going back to, that would have been that November. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I learned so much in that two or three years two or three year period yeah. of honestly, you know, I still have my ups and downs, but had that happened maybe a year or two before, mm. I don't think I made that call. Yeah. And I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Um, so just making myself more aware. Yeah. And also some of the people that I'd spoken to about their experiences, mm. two or three of them had, had told me about, you know, the work the Samaritans do, for example. Yeah. Um, and it was it was just it was in my brain somewhere, and I yeah. just and I knew what to do. Yeah. Um, and it kind of feels like with everything that I do, you know, if I can just sow this earworm in someone's head. Yeah. Um, so whether it's you know Samaritans or the New Normal Charity or yeah. various other um, services mm. help. If I can just sew that in someone's head, yeah, and Simon, they need it, yeah, it's there. That's kind of what I want to do. And look, I mean, I I commend you um, for talking about it. <laughs> and you know, it's it, which is so ironic, you know, to sort of talk about. And I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your openness, because I think you know, look, you and I have had this conversation a number of times. I think there is so much hot air that is put around, especially on social media, where it's maybe maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, but it becomes, look at all the work that I'm doing. You know, look how sort of like great it is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've always treaded very carefully and skeptically around some of those things and try and avoid the hype. But I think the way that you continue to sort of share your struggles and, and where opportunities, you can be like genuinely real and open to say like, even though I'm a mental health advocate, I still... I'm aware of my struggles and I still had to make that call and at least you're doing something. And I think that's the important thing. And, and you're right. Even if it's just for that one person that understands you, all the posts that you do for all the, the jerseys that you sell for all of the, you know, whatever, all the rides that you put on, if it's just that one person, then all that effort, all that sort of struggle, all the slot that you have to go through yeah. is worth it. And I think that's I think that's amazing. And I think that's and and you know we will come into some of the things that we're sort of going to be you know going over in the next couple of weeks. But this is not for some people, and you know this is a matter of of life and death. And that is as honest as you know we can be about this. And yep. it's not, even though there is some you know nice photos that you put on Instagram and some great videos that are really well made and it's all exciting. This comes down to people in their darkest moments having the opportunity and the, uh, uh, the knowledge and the information to know where to turn to. And that could be to a friend, that could be to Samaritans, as you found out, or, or whatever that is. And then also equipping people with the tools to understand how to register and see some of those like, struggle signs. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I, I think what, an, another takeaway for me over the last couple of years so lots and lots of friends tried to help me. Yeah. And lots and lots of friends have, you know, um, tried really, really hard, um, but they've maybe not been equipped to be able to ask the right sort of questions. Yes. It's yes. difficult. Yes. Um, 
and you know you can quite easily trigger someone by just saying the wrong thing yeah. thinking you're helping yeah um so you know i've got the, the, the two goals i've got are a reach more people and give them as many signposts to as many different yeah. um services and resources as possible mm. but also the flip side of that mm. is let's try and um equip people who want to help yeah um Yes, you know, learning how to how to talk to someone, learning how to communicate, learning what not to say as a, yeah. as a and what to say. Mm. Um, these are the two things that are really important to me now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so far, mate, it's working, uh, which is great. And you know, there are a few people that are standing up and standing up over the course of time as well and continuing to, to go. I mean, you've built a platform with Ascend that is having a really big impact. Um, and you've got people that are partnering with you and people that have, you know, really wanted to sort of get behind you because what you're saying is, is on point. It's correct. It's real because it's your journey as well. Um, and it is having a, a big impact. So I, I just think, you know, I think what you're doing is great, mate. So something you said just a couple of seconds ago um, about saving lives so mm. we're going to be working with a brand who um i won't say what product they're doing or what they do but that, you know one of the strap lines is we're in the business of saving lives mm. um and they're a cycling brand yeah um when i sat down and thought about it i was like so are we you know it's yeah. exactly what we yeah. want to do yeah and you yeah, know, yeah you guys deal with the physical side if we can deal with the mental side yeah, yeah. bring it all together you know mm. that's that's incredible yeah that's amazing um, speaking of brands that you're partnering with, and this is no, not an ad, um, <laughs> but we're both thirsty. We've got a couple of bottles of Lucky Saint here, which is a really great company. Um, if you ever get the chance to come across them, here's one for you, mate. Cheers, mate. Getting a bit parched, mate. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Um, yeah, so let's, um, obviously, so next week, mental health week let's just talk briefly about send because even though we spoke about that two years ago i think that in you know from from sort of my standpoint as an outsider looking in i think that ascend has been through a really great development journey um so let's maybe just talk a little bit about what ascend is um i mean i, I was having a look on your website earlier and it's nice just to kind of uh just touch base and you know to kind of see the journey that you've kind of been on and the tagline is, you know, the road to respair. And at the bottom of the page, it says respair. Old English dictionary has respair, both as a noun and verb, meaning the return to hope after a period of despair. Um, Thanks, Susie Dent, for that one. Yeah, on your, on, <laughs> on your Susie. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really powerful. Hope after despair. I mean, that is, um, who doesn't want that? You know what I mean? In any form of life, hope after the despair. And I think that really also just highlights the significance of the work that you're trying to do and the area that you're in. Because you are dealing with people who are in, some people can have despair over, you know, a broken nail. You know, I say that, you know, sort of, you know, with a bit of jest. But some people, you know, their hope, their moment of despair is the darkest. And, you know, where they're questioning. You can see no way out. Yeah, exactly. No way out. And, you know, we've you know we've had friends of the cafe who as we've spoken about in the past who have you know thought there was no way out and, and taken action of it you know you've shared of your own journey of thinking there was no way out um and thankfully you know you're still here to talk about it and doing great things um but that 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 hope is the really important bit there it's the hope after despair and it's shining a light on 
well, shining a light in darkness, really. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, from it's been going for a few years now. So maybe just talk about what's what's been happening with this end over the last couple of years, some of the developments that have happened, and and some of the things you've been doing, and maybe some of the plans coming up this year. So, I mean, I, I listened to the previous part. I listened to it regularly, actually, funny enough, over the last few weeks, um, just to try and think, to look back and go, you know, where did I start? What were the ideas, and where am I now? Yeah. Um, it's, it's our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, season one. <laughs> season one. That's right. That was like maybe season two. Yeah. Be like yeah, yeah. Um, and th- there's a couple of points that I touched on where I didn't really know it was just an idea. Yeah. You know, I, at some point I wanted to deliver mental health services. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. Yeah. Um, I wanted to build communities. Um, I wanted to help people and I wanted to signpost resources and help however I could. Um, it, it largely boils down to the relationship between cycling and mental health is a really, really, for some people it's really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, and the, the way that it can enable conversations um, and sort of break down those barriers, you know, yeah. if you're sat across the table with someone, it can be quite intimidating. Even if, even if it's your best friend, like yes. looking someone in the eye can be, yeah. Um, daunting if you're struggling yeah whereas when you're riding side by side if you're wearing your sunglasses and you know you mm. feel just it just feels more comfortable yeah yeah um so it's kind of gone on, on this journey of um signposting resources building communities and telling stories so the most powerful thing that i think the website does is initially it sort of started with me using it as a, as a vehicle to, um, I guess, tell my stories and, yeah. and how I was feeling and what I was doing. And, it, you know, it was, it was very, um, it was very much my thing yeah. and just a blog. Yeah. Um, and then over time it, it, it kind of grew and more and more people were approaching me saying, you know, I like what you've done. Mm. Can I share my story? Yeah. And we've, we've had, I mean, I, I kind of started out in just looking at men's mental health and suicide prevention. Mm. Excuse me. Um, and it's kind of gone on now. And, and we've got, you know, we, we're people discussing different topics. We've had yeah. body dysmorphia, mm. um, hypersensitivity. Mm. Um, there's still people talking about anxiety, depression. Yeah. Um, and we, it's not just, you know, middle-aged men like me. I, there's... there's uh, young women there's yeah. older men there's it, like there's some really really powerful stories mm. um and at the heart of everything that i'm trying to do with ascend it's it's those stories um and trying to get people to uh, relate to it yeah um and show that you you know you you're not on your own whatever you're going yeah. through there is someone else going through exactly the same thing definitely they may not have found the answer. They may not have the answer, but you know, yeah. just as long as you know you're not alone, yeah. that can help. And if we can signpost <clears throat> to whatever resources we can, then then that's what Ascend is all about. And I think you've done that really well in that you've offered that platform for people to speak about their their journeys, their struggles, their trials. Yep. And I think not only is that a, a, a wonderful mechanism for them to get out, maybe for the first time, what they're going through. But then the added response of people going, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise there was anybody else or, or, you know, even just that encouragement of you're not alone. 
but it started with you building that platform. And I mean, let's let's face it, mate. You know, it started with you actually taking that step to get vulnerable yourself in a very public manner, in the hope that you can use our cycling community as a way of of uh, raising awareness of it. And it's amazing how many other people and how many other people's journey stories have come through the woodwork, and you've allowed them and given them the opportunity to speak. Yeah, it's been incredible. I mean, I get um, <clears throat> I went through a period, probably the start of this year, where I probably could have done two journal entries a week yeah and you know when it started i was doing one you know i might write something one once every six weeks yeah um but we just had this period where where we were getting so many people submit their mm. stories it was incredible um and i really really wanted to wanted to focus on that and and i guess you know giving i mean i i I still feel like it whenever I put something, whether it's on social media or on the website, yeah. um, I still feel like it's a huge relief when I do it. Yeah. Uh, just because I've got it off my chest yeah, and yeah. You know, I've told someone. Yeah. Um, and I've had, I get that response from everyone. Whenever they write something, they're always very, uh, most people are quite nervous about putting it out there. And yeah. some people that they haven't told friends, family yeah. or anyone. Mm. And they're like, they're like, this is me putting it out there. Yeah. Um, and it's been great. It's 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 been incredible. So um, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, cause I know it's a, I know it's a, you know, sort of very common sort of topic of conversation at the minute. But you know, we do live in a world where, you know, and it's not the only factor, but where social media is, you know, sort of plays a really big part in 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 our lives. You know, whether we like it or hate it, it does. And you know, for people who are active on social media, I mean, I'm, I'm no longer on it because I, I just realised it wasn't doing me personally any good. Um, <laughs> but you, it's it, it's kind of indirectly teaching us to only sort of put out there uh, the best version of yourself. I mean, I'm speaking very generally here. Um, but I think whilst that's good, I think it's it really kind of can mask what's really going on under the surface and you can fall into the trap of, and like this has been going on before social media, but, but maybe I, I would suggest that it's just enhancing it where you'll put, put forward the way that you think you need to be. And you said this at the, at the beginning, you know, like, you know, well, you're supposed to just, you know, crack on and be strong. And that can be through, you know, social guidance. that can be through parental guidance, who knows, but there's something that I, I, I sort of, I'm, I'm trying to journey with more and more. And it's just the whole thing of just, like pure honesty yeah and that's the best place that you can be you know good bad it doesn't matter like just being in that position and that takes a lot of time takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of trials but actually just get into that place where this is me you know warts and all yeah and and i think the more conversation that we can have to champion that whereas because that's the safest place for you to be as well where you are you are yourself you are able to say this is me this is who i am because watch the people that will just flood around you. Watch the people, you know, when you let down those barriers, watch the people that go, I'm here for you or me too. And that encouragement and that opportunity to kind of uplift. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, you feel that you are playing a part of building communities. Community is everything. And it is. And what is community? It's that real connection of people. But in order for that to happen on a, on a real level, there just has to be that level of honesty and truth. Because you can't, you can't build a lasting community on... Uh, you, oh, I was going to say on lies, but I don't mean that. On you know, on on you know, sort of just this veneer yeah, of presenting of, yeah. something that you want everyone else to. But actually, yeah. the real strength lies in that sense of vulnerability. 
And it should be, you know, these these conversations um, should be normal. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, the, the stigma around talking or, mm. you know, saying you don't feel great. Yeah. It, it, it is, it's huge. And it's that that stops people from, yeah. from getting help and getting yeah. to a point of despair. Um, whereas if... You know, if your social media bubble or your friendship group, if everyone is talking and if everyone is saying, I don't feel good because X, Y, Z, or yeah. Um, yeah. having conversations should be normal. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it such a funny thing to say? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. Um, you know, going to the pub and talking about the football, um, if oh, you're in a group of like yeah, eight I can lads, definitely see you doing that. Mate. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like a group of eight lads going to the pub, watching the football. Um, guarantee that one or two of them have got some problems. Yeah, and they probably, you know, don't want to tell their mates that they're having the beers with. Mm. That should be normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it. You should be able to sit there and speak to these people and yeah. say, "This is what's going on," um, or. You know, I'm struggling with whatever it be. And maybe it's that fear of, you know, being sort of like Debbie Downer or whatever, but... Being the, judged. Yeah, being judged, yeah. You know, it's, but, but then the other side of it is for that someone to say, yeah, me too. Like, I'm going through that, you know, and... and one of them does it, you'll guarantee that yeah, another yeah. one will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a funny one. Like, it's something that, you know, for me personally, I, I really sort of struggle with. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've shared this with you in the past... You know, from the time I was about 21, I was seeing accounts regularly because I just, I was, I, I was just trying to work out how I thought because I just, I've, I was really struggling with some stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the cafe's been going for nine years, um, nearly nine years. And what, <laughs> what I feel is that we're in a season where things have never been better in many senses. You know, like when we do our bikes and beers, which is all about, community it's about people it's just about opening a door for and we're seeing all these friendships sort of start and yeah. people are going out riding and it's just amazing and you know that the trickle down effect of that is massive and and it's awesome you know it's it's amazing to sort of be a part of it and and so everybody comes in with this uh you know massive positive association it's something that we are immensely proud of um and you know again using cycling as a vessel but there are definitely times where I'm in here and I'm not feeling that positive. And you've got to put a face on. And, and there is a point where you, you do have to put a face on. I, thankfully, I do have some people I'm very close with here that if people ask, how are you? I can go, not great today, if I'm yeah. honest. And even recently, I've just been going through like, just what's a challenging time? And, and, and it's difficult because, <laughs> you know, on the face of it, everything's great because of the work that we do. And, and um, you know, the, you know the, the positive, you know, side of, of all the work that myself, Jamie, you know, Danny, you know, sort of James and the, and the rest of the team put in. But, man, like, there are times when I'm just like, I don't want to be here. And that's not, as I say, me sort of being Debbie Downer, and it's not something that I'm, you know, it's just struggles. The struggles of running a business, the struggles of other stuff going on in your life. Yep. And it is, it, is, it is a difficult thing to be. Um, you know, where you kind of serve behind the bar and you've got to put a smile on your face. And I'm not saying that to, you know, so that everybody just doesn't expect me to sort of be a certain way. I'm just saying, like, on the outside, things can look great, but... You never know. You never know. And, um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's just you know, I'm very thankful for the few people, friends, you know, my wife, that I, there are people that I really can talk to, and a big part of it, as you know, you've you've shared with it, is just kind of understanding yourself and understanding how you tick, and I know that there are I kind of go through these ups and downs, and like for example, last week there was a couple of days where I was in an absolute hole, <laughs> and I was like, what's the point? What's the point of 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 you know, kind of of this of, of work of this. Blah, blah, blah. And Hannah, you know, patiently listens. She's like, yeah, well, whatever you want to do, you know, I'm, I'm right here behind you. Um, but I know I'll get through that. Yeah. And a few days later, yeah, cool, I'm good. I'm back on even keel. Um, but it is just that journey of, of, of talking, letting it out. I think there's also, so the thing I've, I've kind of, one of the things that I've learned, um, only recently begun to understand is, you know, I always felt like, even greater. So this this goes way way back. Mm. I've always chased like everything, you know. Yeah. I've, you know whether it's been money, houses, cars, bikes, whatever it is. Sure. Always, you know, working my working yeah. really really hard to achieve happiness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny. Isn't and it? then realizing that that's, that's utter bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would beat myself up regularly um, mm. about not having achieved stuff. Yes. Um, and not being happy all the time and yeah. seeing other people who appeared to be happy yeah. all the time. Yeah. Can't say they probably weren't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and understanding that, that, you know, those feelings can be fleeting yeah. and enjoy them while they're there. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to live your life being mm. constantly. Yeah. You're always going to face yeah. some kind of struggle. struggle. Um, there's always something out there that you need to work around yeah. and, and think through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I've only really... I've only really learned that recently, yeah. you know, and just not every setback has to be, has to lead to a spiral. And it's one of the, absolutely, absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why I am just immensely, immeasurably uh, passionate about community and the power of community and the potential of community, because it's in those moments where you are going through struggles and you do doubt because happiness isn't the goal. No. Like, you know, that's everyone says, oh, you know, to be happy. And, and you know, there was a, a study that was done. Um, I forget where I heard this, but there was a study that was done and it was basically asking people in different earning brackets what would make them more happier. And they all said three times the amount of what they were earning. Right. As in, so not like, oh, just three times more. But it worked out that if someone was earning, let's say, 20 grand, they would need 60 to be happy. If someone was needing, if someone was earning 100 grand, they need 300 grand. If someone was earning a million, they need three million. And there's always like something around the corner. So it's like this happiness as a goal, as a pursuit, is, 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 it's not in our what we gain, but it's just in that sort of inner inner sort of like drive. Yeah. But there will be struggles, there will be battles, there will be, and that the community aspect of it is so important because it's just. I know there's times where if I you know speak to my wife or I speak to a couple of sort of close friends, they can just say those right things that just remind you, and just shift that focus back onto oh that's but, right. So you said this, this, to me, this is where I'm going. What two? Maybe I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. And, I, you know, I had a recent um, bout of doubt, I yeah. call it, where, yeah. I, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm yeah. back where I was four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said to me, no, you're not. Very Look quick, what you've done. Very quickly, you're not, yeah. Um, but I was, I was there. I was like, you know, these four years that have passed, yeah. um, I'm right back there. Yeah. In my head, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm beginning to doubt everything that I've done. Yeah. Um, 
And then you just said the right words. Mm. And I started, you know, I started thinking, actually, no, I have done this mm. and I have done that. Mm. And yeah, I'm going through, or I was going, was, am, could be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knows. Um, I have got this, this period now of change. Um, yeah. But there's also a lot of really positive stuff. Yeah. And, you know, don't focus on those negative things that have, that have happened in the last few months. Um, they've, they've, they've happened and there's nothing I can do about those now. But there's some really good stuff happening as well. Yeah, and, and, and it's that kind of like confidence and assurance to know that, one, there's people around you that will say the right things at the right time. And there's the other side of it where, you know, there's people around you that just help you to just, as friends, just kind of keep you up, just sort of steady the course. Yeah. You know, just knowing that there are seasons, knowing that there are peaks and troughs. And sometimes those troughs... It's like there's that old age old saying that bad things happen in threes. It's, it's usually the truth. It's like one shit thing happens and you're like, oh man, it sucks. And then it's just this kind of like bout of it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, those feelings of, you know, negativity compound further with, and, it, and you just feel, you, yeah. And that's, in that moment, you know, I could see you going, it just feels like it's all for nothing. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No way. Like, it's like, this is a difficult time, of course process it grieve go through all of that like embrace it embrace that you know sort of sadness but it does you know but i'm here as a friend as in any other friend just to kind of help remind and guide that you are on a journey and it is going to get better and this storm will pass and yeah, i think I that's think... it like and look you look through like old teachings you look through like old parables and from all sorts of religions or old books there's always ups and downs and all of them refer back to and it resolves you know like the storm will pass in some yeah. way or another the storm will pass and we, i think we can take a lot of encouragement from that i think it's, it's it's one i think i've got much better at communicating how i'm feeling yeah. and i now have people around me who probably i know how to have a conversation with them yeah i've i've been pretty terrible at that um i would say up until maybe back end of last year mm. and i've now you know i don't have a big circle of friends mm. um but there's a couple of people who i can have a proper conversation with they yeah. ask me all the right questions yeah, yeah, yeah um they know how to ask those questions um they know how to, you know, sometimes pull me up on stuff. Mm. Um, as you know, there can be encouragement, but every now and then, you know, I can be a, I can be a dick. Um, and it's, you know, rather than reacting in, uh, I don't know, a confrontational, aggressive way, they yeah. recognize what's going on with me and they know exactly yeah. what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that just, you know, it, it will calm me down and it mm. will make me just, open up yeah. and say, you know, sorry, I did this because, mm. and, um, I'm far more self-aware now. Yeah. And even, I know we're going to touch on it, but even going on the first aid course, mm. um, I learned a lot about myself from that. Yeah. It wasn't just about how, how to help people. It was, um, well, for me, the biggest takeaway was, it was me learning how to talk to people, mm. um, when I need help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it's, we're just getting back to, conversations yeah. and and how to have them yeah yeah and you know it's, it's quite fun isn't it you know like even through all the sort of journeys and we'll begin to talk about the jerseys that you released last year and that you've released this year or releasing this year um but you know it started with how great it is on a bike it you know it 
just through physical exertion it can sort of break down barriers and time and yep. just break down barriers for open up potential for conversation but it still comes back to that the, the simplicity of conversation and and it's great that it's now spilling over into other areas not just cycling um let's talk about these jerseys that you released last year because uh, you know when i was still on social media <laughs> uh it was you know that when you released them these jerseys were everywhere mate so let's talk you know about what the well, the story behind the jerseys, uh, the sort of where the proceeds of the jerseys were going to, and what the plans are for the next release. So, uh, if I go back a little bit further, the way that I would raise money for charities would be through doing, I don't know, like an endurance ride. Like, yeah. So I, I rode across Europe and then I did Dolomites and yeah. various other things, and I would get myself in such a state physically and mentally that yeah. it was detrimental to what I was doing <laughs> so trying to raise all this money for mental health charities and ruining myself yeah, yeah. I realised that that's not a good idea sure not really sustainable yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was, I was trying to look at another way of, of raising money um, and I got got approached by a friend who I was talking to about you know I was like I'd like to do a jersey um, would you give me you know you're a designer can you help and he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to get a friend of mine involved as well. It turned out to be an artist, and the artist is Carl Kapinski. Mm. Um, and if you're into gaming or sci-fi or, you know, a lot of his portrait stuff in cycling as well, people might be aware of him, Ruler. Yeah. He's a pretty big deal. Um, and when Johnny said, I've got Carl involved, I was like, what? And what, actually, Carl Kapinski? Mm. He was like, yeah, yeah, he wants to do it. So Carl the three of us have all been through um, various different uh, struggles um, and we made quite a nice little team. We bounced a few ideas around um, and I said, right, you guys get on with it. Um, just do whatever you, you feel is appropriate. Mm. Um, I want to do a jersey. Um, if I had my way, it would just be a black jersey with a logo on it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to have anything to do with it. But yeah, I'll only stifle your creativity. <laughs> yeah. um, That's funny. And they came back and they said, okay, well, we need a little bit of feedback of what you want to, what you want it to represent. So I told them about the word respair. Um, I told them I wanted it to be about a journey through sort of darkness to light. Mm. Um, and they came up with this, the way, the way that it worked, I kind of gave a very light brief mm. and Cole did a painting off it. And he showed me the sketch and then the painting and I was like, shit, the bed, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, then Johnny transfers it onto um, a digital version um, and then we send it off to get printed um, and Ascended had started to, to gather a bit of a following and all I had was this like PDF of the jersey yeah. and I was like you know I'm probably going to sell 30 or 40 to my mates and we'll you know we'll raise a bit of money Um and I put the PDF out there and all of a sudden like 30 sold on like within a week. Yeah. And then even more. And it, it started to, to really grow. And then I got some samples done, shot those with Leon. Mm -hmm. um, and it just exploded. Mm. And we did men's jerseys, women's jerseys. The first round we sold like 400. Mm. And they went all over the world. So mm. they went sort of... Um, Oslo, Copenhagen, mm. LA, mm. Melbourne, Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Peru. Wow. Uh, um, 
and they were going everywhere and it was just like this is this is mad um and we raised off that first round i'm gonna get pulled up on this by ben uh, i can't remember if it was 10 or 12 000 pounds um off the jerseys um, and i didn't have to ride a single kilometer it was great <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting traction just everywhere so you raised 10 or 12 thousand pounds for what uh, for the for the new normal charity, so the new normal uh, was started by Ben May and his friend Jack. Um, initially, they set it up. Um, it was it was the Good Grief Project. Yeah. So they would host peer to peer support groups, mm. um, and then Ben and I talked, and he suggested doing like a, a men's peer to peer support group, uh, which I thought was a brilliant idea. Um, and I wanted to support it. So the jerseys went, all the, the, the proceeds from the jerseys went to that. Um, I went through a few periods of ups and downs and I've, I've tried various therapists over the years and different resources. Um, and actually because of the pandemic, these peer-to-peer support groups were virtual. Mm. Um, so they'd start at like, they were bi-weekly 7.30 on a Tuesday evening um, and it would be a virtual room of uh, I mean it could be 10 it could be 20 it could be however many guys just yeah. just talking about what's going on with them mm. and every now and then I'd be in one of these meetings and someone would say something and I'd be like I should do that yeah that's or that's what's going on with me I can I can relate to that yeah um, and it was it was incredible that you, because you're not getting talked at or judged, yeah. um, it's just a group of people talking. It was really easy just to listen and pick stuff up. Mm. So, um, so yeah, the proceeds from the from the jerseys went to the new normal cha- the new normal charity. Mm. Uh, we're running that again this year. Um, so our second jersey is has come out. Um, I closed pre-orders on that last week Mm. Um, and it's gone really, really well again. And again, it's, you know, they're going all over the world. Fantastic. Um, So that seems like a really good way of raising money for charity. Um, You know, if you can, if you can create a cool product or a cool brand, Mm. um, the people, you know, people are buying these jerseys and I'm sure I don't, there's probably a much more diplomatic way of putting this, but that's not something I'm very good at. Um, some people were just buying them because they're cool jerseys. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no, yeah. um, they're not really worried about what Send are doing. Yeah. They are not thinking that all this money is going to charity. Uh, they just want a cool jersey. Mm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, you know, knowing that, that the jersey is out there in whatever country mm. and that person has, yeah. you know, helped the charity. That's amazing. Yeah, and you know, like going back to what we were saying earlier, I mean, even if it's like, you know, five percent, one percent of of people who bought that jersey, you know, got the message. Got the message. That's worth it. Yeah, that's absolutely worth it. Uh, and you know, it's like, yeah, that you know, there's, you know, if people are buying it because there's hype, great. You know, because the work that's going on on the back of it is 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 really having a bidding impact. And you know, the new normal charity is great. You know, I think Ben and his team they're doing unbelievable so it's great that you know you guys are teamed up and supporting it um 
so obviously sort of get, getting sort of to the uh, um, what's happening next week or this week with regards to mental health awareness week that's another part of what you're doing with the send is uh, you've um, you've been supported by Lucky Saint, which is a non-alcoholic beer company. Um, but you approached me a couple of months ago and said, "Would you? Would I be interested in doing um, a, f- uh, a like a mental health first aid course for the workplace?" And I said, "Absolutely, yes." You know that sounds amazing uh, for, on, on many levels. Uh, I'd never heard of one before. Um, you know, we've just done a, a round of, of first aid courses for, you know, literally physical first aid. First aid. Yeah, 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 physical first aid. Um, but when you said, you know, mental health first aid, it was like, yeah, I mean, you know, as an experience, as an employer, I've had, you know, sort of to deal with staff that are really going through some very difficult times. And there's times where I can be an encouraging, you know, kind of voice. And there's other times where I'm like, I feel about my depth here. Um, so when you said, can we do it? I said, yes. So I signed me and Jamie up. So this podcast is released on Monday and we'll be in day one of a two day course, uh, that is being run and we're really excited about it. So why don't you just talk a little bit about how this idea came about for you to sort of, you know, be rolling them out, what the course is. <sighs> so uh, no, I, I mentioned it, um, earlier when we first sat down two years ago and, and did the last podcast. Yeah. I've always wanted to be able to deliver some kind of mental health um, service. Yeah. And I've, I've always, I, I didn't, I've never known how. Yeah. I've never known what I could do. Um, you know, what is, what do people actually need as well? Yeah. Um, and that's a good question. That's a very good question. What do people need? It, you know, part of what Ascend is trying to do is, is signpost help and resources. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I found that when people would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get people going into my into uh, my messages uh, on Instagram, and I really didn't even though everything I've been through, you would have thought I'd understand a lot mm. more than I do. Mm. Um, but we're all different, mm. um, and my go-to responses may not have been appropriate for everyone that messaged me. Yeah. Um, and I lo- I looked into uh, mental health first aid. Mm. Um, and it's largely about communication, Mm. you know, learning how to talk to someone when they approach you, Mm. um, learning how to spot the signs that someone is struggling, Mm. um, realizing that, you know, there are, there, you know, mental health is a huge umbrella of, of issues, um, and learning what the differences are. Um, and I looked at, yeah. The way that, that when you're out on the bike and, you know, previously I was a tour guide and people would talk to me and open up all the time and I didn't really know how to talk to them. It yeah. was it was, it was was really, really challenging. Cycling tour guide, not a, like a yeah. London tour guide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, yeah. Um, so, and, and the conversations that you have on a bike. Yeah. Um, I've run loads of rides and events and stuff. Yeah. And because they're all sort of mental health focused, mm. Um, people would talk. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I found out about mental health first aid, I was kind of like, well, what if ride leaders, tour guides, uh, club cyclists, cafe staff, mm. um, cycling as a whole, what yeah. if we can flood that with first aiders? Yeah. Um, you know, if I can train 100 people this year mm. and then next year, you know, they tell all their friends. Mm. Um, 
we train even more. Uh, we put people in places who are equipped to help those around them. Mm. Um, and we can, you know, we can make it normal. Like you talk about, if you say first aid, everyone just jumps to physical first aid. Mm. It's a pretty normal thing and everyone knows about it. Yeah. When I told people I was going on a mental health first aid course, they're mm. like, What's that? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard of it. And, and I was like, this sounds great. Yeah, and that sh it should be as normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if we can get ride leaders, mm. uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter, anyone within the cycling community, yeah. um, I want to open it up to as many people as I can. So yeah. whether it's bike shops, mm. um, cafes, clubs, teams, mm. whoever. Mm. Um, and just to make it, normal mm. um you know if we can signal that someone is a mental health first aider yeah. and you're struggling and you can you know you can approach that person yeah um or you can signal that you need to talk yeah um and that person's equipped to help you and they can yeah. ask you the right questions or you know if you're going to talk to them um they know how to respond yeah um i just see it as a, as a huge opportunity to impact a lot of people and it's great i mean you know from my standpoint you know irrespective of the cycling community from my standpoint as a as, as a you know owner of a small business you know like we don't have an hr team you know <laughs> if a staff has a complaint they come to me yeah you know what i mean or if a staff's going through a difficult time it's on me and you know we've, we've definitely had to deal with some things you know and there's been times where i've I've, I've wrestled and I've struggled with where that boundary is. I mean, I used to do youth work, you know, sort of like, you know, many years ago. And there was, you know, lots of boundaries in place around safeguarding, you know, because I was dealing with, you know, sort of children who were 18 down to children who were like 11, you know. So safeguarding was a thing. But actually, I was, you know, if, 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 somebody, if a good friend of mine was going through a difficult time, for me, there'd be like no boundaries, as it were, you know, just yeah. be there as a friend and, you know, do whatever it takes. But I f suddenly felt that actually, what's my boundaries here as a, as a, as an employer to an employee, you know, you know, how I, I didn't know how close I could get or you're not physically, but you know, like emotionally or, and it started to raise a lot of questions, you know, and a bigger company that would have this HR team, they could deal with it. No problem. They'd be able to sort of point in the right direction. If, if they've got their stuff together, maybe they've got counselors who work for them. I mean, who knows? But for me as a small business, that has got, you know, 10 employees. Yeah. And I have had, you know, to deal with, you know, a few things over that time. It's like, well, Jesus, what do I do? What can well, I say? I mean, one of the questions I've, I've that's always, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who are in like the corporate environment, yeah. for example. And um, a lot of these companies do an awful lot of work for their staff and yeah. they'll have incredible programs. Yeah. Um, everything is in place. Yeah. The staff won't use it. Interesting. They don't, you know, because there's a perception that, that going into that room yeah. to see whoever mm. I'm going to get judged. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if that person were to go into a cafe, for example, mm. and, or on a bike ride mm. and know that there is someone there who can help them. They're not going to judge them, mm. can point them in the right direction. Mm. Um, they can be a lot more relaxed yeah. um, around having these conversations than, you know, it's, it, the, the opportunity is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, putting myself in the position of somebody that's maybe kind of, you know, like working here or going to, you know, the cafe or something. Just having that reassurance that somebody is just saying, you're okay. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, 
And then you've always been very famous to say, no, no, are you really okay? But, you know, I mean, not as simple as that, but it's that whole thing of just, you know, being, are you all right? Yeah. Um, which is great. So, I mean, we're really excited about it. So, I mean, maybe, what are some of the things that we're going to cover this week? So, you'll look at... Um you look at a number of different topics that fall under the mental health umbrella um, and you'll learn how to ask the right questions. Mm. Um, you'll learn to ask, you know, and it's really easy to, <laughs> I did it throughout the course. I mean, I found the course um, quite challenging because of my experiences. Yeah. Um, and learning you know, how to ask someone the right, you know, the right way not just are you okay and yeah. then following it up but um how to when they turn around and say i'm not okay this is what i'm going through yeah spotting the signs um and being able to talk to that person without triggering them mm. you know you might think you've done a great job mm. as a friend or an employer mm. um and that person then goes away and they're feeling worse about themselves yeah um it's you know you you kind of feel like you've, you've done nothing wrong and you, you're, yeah. you know, you were trying to help that person. Mm. Um, but actually that person's gone away feeling worse. Yeah. Uh, and it's learning what are the right questions to ask, you know, to ask. Yeah. Um, and how to cope with someone who yeah. is, who's struggling, whether yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, body dysmorphia, whether it's anxiety, depression, yeah. suicide, ideation, mm. it, it could be any host of topics mm. and it's just learning how to, um, how to help them really yeah and, and communicate point in the right direction um i mean it's something that jamie and i are really looking forward to and you know i hope that to be able to roll out to other staff members as well yeah well we're we're, we're keen to uh so the whole point of of i guess so setting the jerseys now that the next stage for for ascend is to fund as many training courses as we can right um so this year we've got We've already got four lined up, mm. uh, 16 per people per course. Mm. Um, the idea next year is that we run, you know, if not weekly, yeah. monthly courses yeah. uh, that anyone can sign up for. Yeah. Um, and we'd encourage people to sign up for it. It's all funded by us. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the great things, you know, because it was not that I was concerned as, about as it. As an employer, but it's like, yeah. You know, how, what's, what's the cost? Yeah. And it was like, no, no, it's been sorted. Yeah. And that is... I mean, Nick, for, for you to sit here two years after our first podcast and be able to sit here and say that we are delivering a service that's going to benefit us for free, I mean, that's amazing, mate. I mean, talk about progression and progress. It's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's... Where can we actually have an impact? Um, and, you know, what, what kind of help did I need? Yeah. Um, where could I find it? Mm. Um, not that I was, you know, actually looking at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if we can, you know, if we can train a hundred or a thousand yeah. or, you know, if we can deliver this in other countries as well, yeah. um, and just make it normal, you know, people don't just recognize first aid as a physical thing, then, yeah. then that's, that's the goal. And, you know, ahead of, you know, mental health awareness week you know if the work that you're doing and as the, you know for this mental health aid first aid course mental health first aid course if that can help one person or if that can reduce that suicide number by one yep it's very very worthwhile uh, it's incredibly worthwhile actually 
Um, it's amazing. Um, yeah, look, I, I think what you're doing is great, mate. We'll, uh, you know, we'll kind of start to wrap up the podcast there. Is there anything else you want to share before we, before we finish up? No, I think that's pretty much... Cool, man. Well, it's nice. It's great to sort of like touch base with you two years on. And, you know, we'll continue to obviously, first and foremost, support what you're doing. Um, and, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time now. Um, and I think that, you know, I've certainly, I think from an outsider standpoint, seen you... You've been very open about your struggles, but I think also it's probably time for people to gather around and also, you know, compliment on your successes as well. And I think that you have the work that you are doing with this end is having a really big impact. And but also, I think on a personal level, I've seen you at times really settle into it, you know, and, and just build that confidence to say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing a good job. And I think that you are doing a good job, mate. And I think more people need to tell you that. And, you know, I think that at times, obviously, <laughs> you can be pretty hard on yourself. Yep. Um, but who, who can't? Um, and I think that, you know, the work that you are doing, as I say, if it's just for one person, I believe that you would still do it, you know. And, uh, you know, so keep doing what you're doing, mate. Keep fighting the good fight because it is having a, a really big impact, mate. And from our standpoint, not only me, but also us as a business, it's, you know, really, it's a real honor to kind of support you because I think what you're doing is great. And, you know, the fact that potentially through what this course that we're doing, you know, this week, this mental health first aid course, the impact that that could have, is, is amazing through this one business and there's lots of other businesses that you're doing it but it started many years ago with you realizing the opportunity or the conversation that you can have on a bike yeah and look at where it's come mate so massive thanks, massive you know kudos to you pal and, and and cheers thanks for all the continued support always mate we'll uh, we'll catch up again on a podcast in 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 a year season or, three <laughs> in season three that's right <laughs> all right thanks mate. Cheers, mate.